0: This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. I am so excited about today. Uh, we've got an, an incredible guest, um, and uh, this is right in line with what I feel uh, the, the Holy Ghost is trying to tell the church in 2023. Um but but for this 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 particular um session i'm just i'm passionate about what we're going to be talking about i'm excited i I wrote a book um and if you haven't picked it up i recommend you pick it up Uh, you can find it on amazon it's called uh restore a biblical guide to restoration and reconciliation it's a tremendous resource for people that are trying to come back uh to god people um that have uh uh, family members and those that have backslidden and uh, are are struggling with that and it's just there's a lot of insight in there and um i highly recommend that obviously i'm biased because i'm the author uh but i'm telling you it, it'll be worth the 15 bucks you spend on it um i think probably only seven of that comes back to me uh most of it goes back in amazon so that we can keep publishing uh the books so um uh, but all that aside, our guest. I'm very excited we have brother Shane West with us. Um he's going he's going to share his heart with us today and um and uh so I'm excited about that. He's got uh do you have a blog? I believe you have a blog. Uh
1: brother, I, I used to um man, I, I I launched my website in 1999 shanewest.com. Um I don't currently have a blog. I've got a few ebooks that I have written, and by the way, I will be for sure dropping by Amazon and picking up your book on restoration. I was not aware of that. Thank you for the the heads up on that that sounds like a good
0: read yeah you you will you'll be blessed by it and um but uh brother brother West, just go ahead tell the listeners a bit about your you your background um, whatever you feel um, and then we'll get right into talking about what we're going to be talking about today
1: well i'm i'm uh i'm a just a a former cocaine addict uh started cocaine on my 14th birthday at the age of 21 had found myself wanting to take my own life uh homeless on the streets of fresno california in a little converted garage november 5th 1987 uh I uh, I called out onto a God that I didn't know anything about. Recording never in to progress. Church, uh, never had uh, known anything about God. Called out to God, and uh, He He thankfully heard my cry, and uh, I, I I just uh, enjoyed serving God since then. Had a lot of ups and downs, but uh, God's been been so good to me. Amen
0: uh just for the sake of of conversation here would you talk a little bit about that moment and maybe how you came to god um because i think maybe that 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 might be critical to our conversation so i'd like you to share a little bit about about how that how that came to pass and how that happened
1: yes sir it's always an honor to share um the goodness of god i uh I, I was just so strung out on on cocaine, um, and uh, I back back in the day we did what was called crack or rock. This was long before the meth epidemic. Um, we, we would just take powdered cocaine and uh, free base inhale, smoke it, I, and I was so strung out. Um, and I, I just reached the point, brother, that I had envisioned, you know, what the world would be like without me. And, and uh, you know, it wasn't really about, I just didn't know anything about a future at that point. And um, I had a pistol in my, uh, where I was sleeping in a the garage there uh, in Fresno, and, and I just come to the, the point, November 5th of 87, that... I I was no longer worried about what my mother or my father would think at the funeral. I wasn't worried about my brother, Steve, you know, different ones that had reached out to me so many times. I had made up my mind that that this is the night that that Shane West dies, that this I'm I'm checking out, this is it, and um, was involved in, in even doing cocaine early that morning. And uh, just basically right before I decided to hold the gun up, I I just, something in me just reached out. I didn't know what I was even reaching out to or who. I just said, God, if if there's something to this thing called life, if there's something more for me, if there's something where I can get help, or just I, if this is all that life is i'm done god if if you're real if, if there's a god would you please let me know would you please help me and and you know a pistol in one hand and uh basically just an open prayer in the other and uh brother all, all i can say is it wasn't about a church i don't know if anybody ever even really prayed for me we we sing that song, Somebody Prayed for Me. I, I don't know. All I know is that when I hit that that rock bottom, the presence of God moved into that little converted garage. And, uh, you know, God, God touched my heart as a 21-year-old homeless just on the streets living a rough life. And, and I felt that God spoke. I didn't know anything about, but I just felt that the, the word came to me, you know, I've given you a life that you've wasted, but if, if you get up and stand up and, and if if you get up and I'll, I'll I'll let you follow me and I'll show you what true love and happiness is all about. And man, when, when that shook me to the core, I'll never forget going into the, the house there and you know washing my face four o'clock in the morning and trying to sober up something hit me something had happened and i said god i I, i'm I'm gonna follow you and and the only way i could explain it was it was like a literal spiritual awakening to where uh i just felt different Uh, from that moment on i did not have the same desire i did not have the same craving i've been tempted i've I've dealt with addiction, you know, for thirty years of sobriety and, and different things, but that that moment right there, all I could say is it was just a ton of of weight was lifted off of me and I felt that I was, was saved. I felt that God had come into my life. Amen.
0: Isn't God good?
1: <laughs> well, you you know, brother, I, I don't even um I, I don't even know how to explain how how much of a better friend he's been to me than I have been to him. Um, I've got three sons. I've got, a, a, a my my oldest got out of the Marine Corps, served four years, made mom and I uh, grand, grandparents. I've got a middle son that's leaving right about now from Oklahoma City to go to Poland. He's in the Air Force. My youngest son, eighteen, he's here with us uh, in Sunland Springs, where we live. But the reason I mention those three boys, I I can go back about three generations, great great grandfathers and uncles, and and it's through the grace of God. Thirty two years of, of faithful marriage and three boys that have have uh, just been dedicated and love God. And I, I'm the first person that I know of in my family to serve God in, in any kind of capacity. Um, and so I, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel uh, like the, you know, it's, it's like Crowder that sings about, uh, you know, I, I it, it, the, the grace of God. It, it was like an ocean and I was drowning. Um, and so just uh, God, God saved me. And I've been doing my best to serve him ever since.
0: Amen. And so you've had some experience. You've, you've written several ebooks, books um, which one of which I, I, I believe we're going to be talking about today. But there is one that I, I recommend. I, I'm, I'm hoping you'll put it in print soon because it needs to be in print for all of us um, academic uh, readers that like having the uh librarian book right in our hand uh second to none which is just absolutely i mean it is so good it is so so compiled and and just so well written and so well articulated. it's tremendous and uh, it's free i believe so you know at least right now in in the ebook so um dot com, we can get that right Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, sir. And let me say, brother, I, I, um, when I, when I got saved, I started attending, uh, an assembly of God church and I got involved with ministry with the Pentecostal church of God and the assembly of God, um, talking about the oneness of God and baptism in Jesus name. Uh, it's still the most exciting topic I have. It, it, it just, and, and, you know, It seems like we don't hear it like we used to. Uh, And of course, our spiritual father, Brother Vaughn Morton, uh, I mean, you know, coming out of the Fresno church there, uh, we heard Godhead, Godhead, Godhead. And it's something that never gets tiresome. I I feel blessed because somehow coming out of the Trinitarian ranks, I believe God's given me uh, uh, an ability to share uh, the Godhead, maybe in a way that others, uh, and we all share it, you know, differently, and I'm no better than anybody else, but I, I've had the honor of, of seeing churches converted and, and you know, baptizing the pastor, and 38 or 39 of his staff, you know, and then just seeing that church go into an apostolic faith uh, ministry. And it, it just is real today. In 2023, to me, it just... I love it. But thank you for that. Um, you're the first one that I've talked to about that second to none. And of course, I got that simply because uh, some say he's the second person, uh, but he's second to none. Right. I'm the first and the last. Amen. But thank you for, for sharing that yes, compliment.
0: Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and I mean, I'm just, I'm excited about what God's doing. Um, I, I'm looking forward to, to more content. And uh, if you ever need help, Happy to help you publish some of those, um, but for the, for the sake of time, because I could reminisce probably about the Godhead all night long, and maybe we'll do that. Yes, yeah, sir. Maybe we'll do that in another episode. But tonight, let's get right into it. Let's let's share your heart, bro. You you've got the floor, okay. man. Okay.
1: Okay. I wanna I wanna share tonight, and I I prayed um, that God would help uh, somebody through this podcast. I believe I believe the greatest challenge in ministry and the greatest challenge in the Apostolic Fellowship uh, is forgiveness. I know we hear about it. I know it's ABC's forgiveness, but um, in an apostolic revival in Sacramento, California, I just baptized a young lady and um, they handed me the telephone with a friend. Uh, from Kerman, California, he said, Shane, uh, your father was murdered last night. And I, I, my hands were, my sleeves were literally still wet with the water. And I said, Jack, wh- what are you talking So he brought the news that my father, uh, July 4th, 1994, was, was shot point blank in, in the face uh, from a man that he had known for years in Squaw Valley, California. Uh, brother, I, I flew home to do the funeral, and I, I come right back, and I started back in revival. Uh, how, how do you how do you pray forgiveness? You know, my, my thought was things like this aren't supposed to happen to preachers. How did my father go and get murdered? And, and I didn't feel nothing. I never had a chance to say goodbye, you know. And I know, I know from a personal, I started getting bitter and I started getting to where I hated the name Robert and the last name of this man. And in the ministry, full-time evangelist preaching 300 services a year, I was ate up with bitterness towards how do you pray to forgive a man you've never met that took the life of your father you know and i'm i'm just uh, i'm just saying god but but what happened at a funeral for my father did and i know this is going to sound crazy to a lot of people but i, I want to talk about the flag of forgiveness because there at the funeral i watched my grandmother take the flag that was presented to her because my father was a veteran and um she went and handed it to a half brother of mine that completely disowned my dad had 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 no kind of relationship because of my father's drunkenness and, and alcoholism and my dad was a rough rough Cherokee Indian, but because my half brother even though he had disowned and custom you know was was a wealthy man and my half brother since has passed but i thought how how could How could my, how could my family take my dad and I, it it was just like that. He was my hero. I I was his only son besides the one that he had no relationship with. And I'm saying how it's just a flag, but I could give that to my kids one day. This was before I had any, any kids. And so this experience, the funeral, the murder and brother, I'd be preaching and I'd be preaching and I'd have altar calls and, and people in the altars and, and, and a bitter bitter just i myself praying you know burned out as an evangelist how how many preachers tonight brother are really burned with bitterness and, and unforgiveness and i know i know you know what to say and i know how to present and, and and for those who aren't even church leaders you know well you don't know what they did to me you're right and, and and you know you they they did me wrong. You're right, but I found out as a minister, as a Christian, that even though I was done wrong, I was wrong. It, it was eating at me like a cancer. The the hate and the rage and man, if I could ever see this man that murdered my father, and I'm gonna be really real and open. There were times I got in the altar, even though I preached to sinners. And I was praying for salvation. God, what do I do? My grandmother, this, this was my attitude. I'm I just her. Now now picture uh United Pentecostal Church Evangelist. I, I'm disfellowshipping my grandmother who had never gone to church. She she never went to help raise me. And so let let me bring it down to I, I was I had an off weekend. I was out. I always loved working in the yard, watering bushes, flowers, plants. And the Lord spoke to me and said, are you really a Christian? I I had this hate towards this man, Robert, and I had this hate towards my grandmother. My grandmother. And my attitude was, "You, well, what do you mean, God? I'm an evangelist. Of course, I'm. No, no, no. Are, are you like me? Wow. Or are, are you Christ-like? I, I'm not asking about your title or or how you know. I, I don't care about your Stacy Adams shoes and your Pancaldi tie and your Mont Blanc." Pen and that 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 Bible that you got tucked so tight when you go to the platform I, I'm talking about the man, the do you really do you really want to exemplify me? And God got my attention. I said, okay, God, what do what you say What about your grandmother? No, now God, hey now God, you're hitting below the belt without me. you know how much that hurt what she did. Have you forgiven her? No, I ain't forgiven. I'm having this conversation with God, a full-time evangelist talking about me. No, I, I haven't forgiven her. And she hasn't asked forgiveness. How how many, brother, how many people feel that we have to wait for somebody to ask for our forgiveness before we extend that? That's not scriptural. Father, for, forgive us as we not meaning at the same time, but in the same portion. As we forgive others, Father, forgive me. And here you've just fellowshiped your grandmother, and you've got two kids now she don't even know about. It's been years, and you've wrestled with this, and and, and you've been sick, and you burned out. And, and I said, okay. God said, why don't you be a bigger man than this? Why don't you forgive without having to be asked? and and that just brother, it was just like and um back in the day I I went in the house and I was crying and Dana thought something she didn't know what was going on but I called 411 I know a lot of y'all don't know what that is you're, you're too young to know 411 brother but and I I said Fresno California and I asked for Flora West my grandmother and they gave me her number and I called and as soon as she heard my voice she started weeping. I started weeping. We were reconciled. I flew out there with my wife, introduced her to her great-grandchildren, and we, we were reunited. And, and I felt like I had forgiven the man that murdered my father, and I felt like I would forgiven. So here, here's, the, here's the God thing. Here's the thing that nobody but God could do right here. Her and I cried and wept, and, and I, I'm so glad. I'm sorry. She said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shane. She knew. I knew. Coming back from that experience of forgiveness where I chose to forgive, I was preaching for Brother Norman Pasley, one of the greatest men I've ever met, right there by Cincinnati Matter of fact, at the timing, they were just opening the new stadium that they had built there, and, and I was preaching for Brother Pasley. So I get up and I preach on a Sunday about forgiveness and how God had gifted me with with the the liberty and the love and the refreshing once I chose to forgive. And man, how liberating and the anointing was! So, I, I I believe maybe somebody that could be watching this podcast that anointing could be so much richer and fresher, if, if you chose to forgive. And I, I know you've been done wrong and I've been done wrong. And I preached and we had an altar call, so let me quickly get into this. So I, I leave, we close Revival, and weeks later I get a phone call. And uh, the guy says, Brother West? And I said, yeah, he said, I'm Command Sergeant Major so-and-so of the United States Army here in Cincinnati. He said, since hearing your message about how that American flag was stolen from you, but you forgave and how your family was restored. He said, for weeks, I'm just, I'm thinking, how could I bless Brother West? How could I help him? That flag that the funeral home had put on the casket of my murdered father, that's gone. What can I do to help Brother West, he said, and so I've worked on something, Brother West. If you'll come back to Brother Pasley's in a few weeks, you and Brother Pasley work it out. I want to bless you. So, Brother, we make make it happen. We scheduled, and this is this is God. My wife and I were sitting on the front pew. Brother Pasley opens the Sunday night service. He said, "We're going to do something a little bit different." All of a sudden, I started hearing bagpipes. Started hearing bagpipes and, and I look in that large sanctuary of Brother Pasley's. Here comes a full color guard of the United States Army. Caps is being played and bagpipes and they're in their, their, you know, dress, dress A's and, and, and the whole color guard comes into the church. Active duty army. And this sergeant major that had called me, I finally see who he is. He gets up in the pulpit and he said, we're here to honor the memory of Carl G. West. And he read a DD-214, I believe it's called, about the military record of my father and how my father served as a tank driver in Korea. He goes through all this and all of a sudden he says, prepare for a 21-gun salute. Boom! 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 Of course, out on the parking lot, we can't see him, but there's seven men that discharge three 21 gun salute. We're in this apostolic church with the full color guard. And then it blows my mind. I watch a full bird colonel in this command sergeant major come down to the front of where my family was sitting. And as they started folding the flag, and as the music began to play, the full bird colonel got down on his knee. They didn't hand me that. I, my flag. My flag, yeah. So, so the full bird colonel, he gets down on his knee and he says, uh, on behalf of the United States Army, it's our honor to give to you what was stolen from you, this flag in honor. Of Carl G. West, and so that—that's that, this one right here, brother. One of my most prized possessions. Who? Who but God? Who? Who? Who but God could could deal and speak to a man to arrange an army crew, active soldiers, to meet at an apostolic church and, and present me with a flag. Now, the first flag that was stolen from me was given by a funeral home. This flag right here was given to me by God. And it's blown my mind because none of that would have ever happened if God wouldn't have spoke to me and say, Hey, knucklehead, forgive your grandmother. Forgive Rise and let forgiveness reign in your life. And once I let that go, not only did I have a renewal and and a new grip on ministry and grace and r- restoration with my family. Not, not only did God do that, he gave me my flag. Who but God? How, where do you read of something like that happening? I didn't I didn't even know these people. And so maybe through this podcast, and maybe if you, if you get a chance to read my little ebook, Flag of Forgiveness, maybe if you let go of what you're holding on to, God can bring something back to you better. Does that the scripture talk about uh, pressed down, shaken together? The the devil took a a flag from a funeral home, but God brought me a a full military memorial service to honor my father that was murdered. But that service and this flag and the bagpipes and the 21 Gun Salute Brother, it would have never happened if if God wouldn't have dealt with me to let that go. And so I just want to challenge. In, in my words here, and I hope I haven't gone too long, and I hope I'm not boring. But, but you've got to let. Not only is it is it killing you, and not only is it like a cancer to your spirit and your soul. God's got so much more. Sometimes, if we could just let it go, brother. I'm sorry if I've gone too long.
0: No, I, man, uh, this has been tremendous. This is good. Uh, I I think this is so good. This is necessary. Uh, because and here's the thing, you know, we, we we I hate to put it this way, but we put we put sin on, on a scale. Yeah. Of one to ten. Ten being the worst, one being the most uh, least effective, but we, sure. we 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 fail to recognize that in the sight of God sin is sin. and, yes, all, and all sin, whether it's Bitterness, wrath, immorality, sexual perversion. Uh, You could just go down the list of all the different things that it could be. And, uh, you know, bitterness is on that list. Unforgiveness is on that list. Yes, sir. Brother,
1: have you ever noticed there in Galatians, the true test of spirituality? It's not necessarily how we look or, or even how we sound sometimes, but... But God said, you that are spiritual, go to the one and restore with the spirit of meekness. Well, what's he talking about? You could go to Galatians 5 and you see all those sins that he's talking about. Brother, I I would be preaching in a revival and the blessings of God would be all around me. And I was so full of bitterness. And so forgiveness, it's been a journey. And, and I may be wrestling with something tomorrow, but I know that when I let that go and I forgave, I won, and God gave me a flag back. Who Who else but God? Amen.
0: Hebrews twelve and fourteen says, "Follow peace with all men, and mm-hmm. holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord." Looking diligently, lest any man fail. Of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled it's this is clear this is this is clear and and we we try and and, and this is what we do, and you know i'm I'm entitled i'm entitled to feel this way, you don't yeah. know, and you said it real well when you were saying, "Well, you don't know what they did to me and and I may not know." Yeah, but here's the thing. Jesus, who is our example, and who is God manifest in the flesh, who, yes, is, who is who is the yeah. one that we're supposed to uh, example, exemplify our life after. He said, "Follow me." The Apostle Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ," which means yes, sir. which Amen. means that's that that's our example, right? And here you know we get we get so so caught up and and so distracted and 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 we we justify our feelings but because we just and I'm not sure maybe it's just because maybe it's because we feel so we feel like releasing that is releasing our power that we feel like we have over an individual
1: right and you know, brother, God made it so plain, and this is so simple. But there's nothing anybody can do to Shane West that will justify me standing in the presence of God, bitter, resentful, unforgiving. The man, the man that murdered my father. I've, I believe with all of my heart if I ever met him, I would hug and weep and I, I would wash his feet and and sometimes it's exactly like you said we feel look at the molestation, look at the abuse, the physical abuse and and we we've been hurt. And it's like God said, "Yeah, you, you, you're right. They were wrong, but you're wrong because you refuse to forgive." And uh, I just, man, I thank God that He allowed me to experience that preaching revivals, brother, full of bitterness, laying hands on people, seeing miracles, knowing that if I stood before God. I may not be as well justified as I had thought.
0: Wow. And that's powerful. That's powerful. Proverbs 10 and 12, Hatred stirreth up strife, but love covers all sin. And we read that love covers the multitude of sin, which means if we are loving and caring and we're being what God has called us to be, he said, they'll know you by your love one for another. By how That's you, exactly By right. how you love each other. It doesn't just say how, how you brothers love each other and how you and the church love each other. That's everybody. That's- can, can I say something
1: real quick, brother? Yeah. And please forgive me if this is wrong. I want to be really transparent. I I had mentioned earlier just briefly, you know, I feel like God has had me, uh, my wife and my family in a, a season of restoration. Do you do you know, brother, and it may forgive me God if this is wrong, but I've reached out to men simply to say I'm sorry. Not that I've really done you wrong that I know of, but I did not value your friendship. I I I, I, I I've I've been around some amazing men that allowed me to come and preach revival and I one of the things I was so guilty of as a young minister is not to value the friendship and the covenant. And I've reached out just to say, "I'm so, I'm sorry, bro. Houston, Texas. You know, Modesto, California. Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia. These men. I, I'm sorry. I I did not really value what you were in my life like I should. And I can't get a call back." Mm. Can't, can't get a, an email back. And, and maybe, maybe that's just how God, you know, I don't know how to judge that. I really don't even know how to speak on that. But I will say this, as far as I know, nobody has done anything in my life or to me that if they reached out to me, even if I question if they were sincere, that I would at least try to meet them. Halfway and say, Okay, let me hear what you got to say. It's like sometimes I feel like the church we we hold that to where you know we, we won't let somebody be forgiven. Mm. I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong.
0: Well on to the next scripture. Mark eleven twenty five. And when you stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your father, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass oh but i'm perfect i'm perfect i'm serving god and i'm living right and hey you know what you may be you may be but you know who else was living right the rich young ruler he he did everything right he was following the law he did everything he was supposed to and here he is he's in, in the face of jesus and he's saying what lack I what what do I lack i, I, I there's got to be something more what what there has to be more what what what's more and jesus says well sell everything you have and follow me and he leaves sorrowful he leaves the bible you know the book of revelation talks about people that knew who jesus was who jesus is they yeah. felt the power they felt the anointing they He said, there'll be some, they'll come and they'll say, I did miracles in your name, I did this in your name, and I did that in your name, and and, and I did all these great things in your name. He goes, but you never knew me. Right. If we really know Jesus, and I believe that the Apostolic Pentecostal Church knows who Jesus is. Yes. We've received the infilling of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of Christ that dwells inside us. But I feel like too often, we allow our carnal flesh and our personal human spirit to overpower the Spirit of God. Amen. This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $5, or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.